Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five of That Was a Hoot, the Rocco's Modern Life live watch along. It's modern Life. <laughs> Didn't you know that's how you're supposed to say it? Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. Anytime there's a, uh, a apostrophe, a, that's apostrophe, a breathe. Yeah, it's a breathe. I as gotcha. much so as a period. Gotcha. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm like, I'm going over to Shat's house <laughs> <laughs> to record podcasts. Yeah. That's uh what are those things called? What? The the car- the uh the things in, in words. The things like a in period words. and an apostrophe. Punctuation. Punctuation, I tell you. Thank you. It makes you punctual. This is uh episode ten. And episode 11? Yes. I believe that we are covering in this episode. That's right. Uh, so let's dive right in. Episode 10. Close to the end of the first season. I know. It's almost po- almost podcast. Almost uh, almost comic time. That's right. It's always podcast time. It's always podcast time. Uh, so episode 10, segment one, the good, the bad, and the wallaby. That's right. I really, really like this episode. And yeah. it has th- this these two blocks of, uh, of episode 10 um, have a lot of... Uh, memory for me mm-hmm. from from childhood especially the second one there's yeah. something that happens uh in in that second segment in particular but absolutely let's talk about uh uncle, uncle gib oh uncle gib huston mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got a letter from uncle gib what is uncle gib what, do you, what is what he? kind of animal you think he is i don't know i mean he says it's his nephew yeah so which means that what he is, is brother or sister or his brother to either his mother or father. So right. he's, and we've seen pictures of both of them. Yes. And their the mother and father are both wallabies as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he's just a wallaby. Maybe it's just a different color. I think he's a dingo. You think he's a dingo? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he looks a little wolfy. Yeah. I mean, he does for sure. He, he is definitely not just a straight up wallaby. Yeah. He's definitely taller. Yeah. Also as well. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, so I'm not really sure what he is, uh, but he owns a cattle ranch mm-hmm. that Rocco remembers that he went to fondly, uh, in his youth, but his youth, uh, was, looked like it was just like days ago. He was, yeah, it was on the it same clothes, like, same clothes, same hat, same everything, size exactly everything. the same everything. Yeah. Um, but he remembers riding, uh, horses down there and one particular was Jezebel, 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 the horse. <laughs> um, and, uh, also, I forgot to mention, and I didn't write it in my notes or anything at all, but this episode was written by uh, a guy named something Swampy was his nickname. It's oh, in the writing credits for it. Okay. It's Swampy is in the quotes. And I thought that that was just so odd that they opted to put like the dude's full name, which wasn't short with his nickname, but it has too. his nickname in it. And it says Swampy in parentheses. <laughs> I noticed that I started paying attention after we were talking about uh writing credits and everything and at least in these episodes i don't think joe murray wrote a single one of them yeah uh, he doesn't get writing credit i think he gets directing credit on mm-hmm. every one of and them creation uh yeah and created yeah. by but i think as far as the actual like day-to-day per episode i think he gets directing credit on all of these mm-hmm. so uh we writing jezebel uh bucking him off like he's riding like Just a, a mechanical bull or something like that yeah um, on holding on to the uh, the stirrup or whatever, getting slingshot back out into Jezebel's mouth, literally chewed up and spit into a spittoon. Uh-huh. Which uh, at all of these things, anytime anything bad happens, uh, Uncle Gib and his uh, other cow folk uh, compatriots, whatever yeah. you want, cowboys, uh-huh. uh, all laugh hilariously at Rocco. Uh-huh. They, uh, they they don't mind. 
uh, making fun of him. Yeah. So he wants to go get back on the horse. Yes, absolutely. Wants to go check out the, the, wants to go check out the ranch, uh, gets ready to leave. Uh, Heifer says that he wants to go with him real bad. And he's just like, I don't know if it's such a good idea. He's like, Oh, I want to go. I want to be with my kind. I (laughs) want to, want to experience, see what it's like, you know? (laughs) And he's just like, Oh, okay. Well just, you know, stay close. Yeah. They go to the lazy eye, the lazy eye ranch, which, uh, logo is not like beating around the bush, <laughs> which we don't see. I don't think directly above the, it just says lazy eye ranch, but we see it in the brand later on. Yeah. Um, which is literally just two, a set of eyes and one is a lazy yes. eye. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uncle Gib, uh, he knocks, uh, Rocco knocks on the door. Uncle Gib squishes Rocco, smashes him flat. And uh, calls him Ratso, <laughs> along with several other names. Eventually, we find out, but Ratso's first one. Yeah, he's like Ratso, is that you? Yeah. And he sees Heifer, and he's like, "Oh, you got much, you got much bigger, huh, on my boy?" <laughs> and he's behind the door, peels him off because he's flat like paper, like Judge Doom and mm-hmm. uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, um, and uh, you know, kind of proceeds to tell him that he really wants to uh, ride Jezebel again, and. Uh, Heifer, I, he tells him to come inside. Is it for dinner or something? First? Well, he he tells he tells, uh, he tells Rocco. He to, says, "Why don't you that, have Heifer get that get that steer out there in the pasture or something like that?" Yeah, and Rocco said, or and Heifer wants to spend time with his mm-hmm. people, so that works out. Yeah, and then cut to nighttime, and we see Heifer walking over to the pen with all the other bull. Uh-huh. And uh, they're all uh, standing up asleep, which he's like standing up asleep. I guess there's a first time to try everything and causes a domino effect, yes. knocking every other one down, uh, which is a lot mm-hmm. uh, that we end up seeing. Kind of a long line. Uh, they all get kind of pissed off at him. He's just like, I'll go sleep in the barn. And Rocco goes to ride Jezebel again. He and he is ready to ready to go. And and uh, Uncle Gib puts him on the horse and it's like, all right. And uh, he's we like, find giddy up. <laughs> she's and, not as energetic these days. No, she's. Uh, she's uh, what's it called? Stuffed. Yes, she's, she's taxidermy. She's been taxidermied and has uh, been so for six years yes. now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so but still comes in handy. We find out, yeah, by the by the time the episodes end. Absolutely. So Uncle Gib uh, starts. He's teaching Rocco the ways of the the farm, the cattle, the uh, cow ranch. Yeah, so he he gets to learn to lasso cows, and mm-hmm. he's supposed to lasso uh, heifer. Mm-hmm. He then, makes several impressive shapes out of the lasso at, before he actually Gibb lassos. Does. Yeah, before he lassos, uh, before he lassos another steer, right? Uh, successfully, um, which was weird because he does it, pulls it back, and doesn't have to tie anything. It's like already tied in knots when it's tied around mm. the animal. If you're good at somehow, it, your job, you know what yeah, you're doing. He does it, uh, whenever he does it, he snaps it into a place. It, it becomes the Mona Lisa. Uh, it becomes like all these different, like, uh, one was the, the creationism thing oh, okay. where God touches, uh, yeah. Adam's finger. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, he does that and then, uh, ropes the steer. And then Rocco, on the other hand, uh, is not as great. No, and he pulls in what first a cactus. a cactus and then one other thing and then a giant a trash can a trash can and then a massive fucking boat it's essentially the titanic yeah it looks it's like, like it's like an ocean liner like yeah. a full-size boat like a titanic yeah. yeah and heifer's like come on get me he's like he's just like <laughs> standing there oh dude my favorite part is the next one whenever he goes to the the with the people oh the the um bar thing yeah he goes to he goes to the the other cows whenever they they pull him to the side 
and they tell him like he's not really one of oh. them because he's like city folk. He's one of the their oppressors. Basically, yeah. he's not even branded yet. Yeah, and then he tries to tell Rocco like multiple times, "If you were my friend." You'd brand my butt. Yeah. And it like smushes his ass against the window. And <laughs> yeah, just pushes. yeah. Yeah. He's really, really, mm-hmm. really wanting to get branded, but does not end up getting branded. No, he does. He, like he says, uh, the, try like, race the lady with a big bouffant hair like, uh-huh. says like, is that looks like felt tip pit? And he's like, well, no, who would do that? <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to the Moo Moo club with the mm-hmm. other guys mm-hmm. to hang out. And uh, they ride a human like a like a like a bull machine. Yeah, it's like a mechanical bull. <laughs> yeah, but it's got a human <laughs> but it's face a human on it. Person. <laughs> so riding, ri- he's riding it, and then whenever Heffy he- or whenever Heffy, whenever Rocco walks in, they do the the uh, yeah, whatever it's called, record and, scratch. Yeah, yeah. They do the and everybody turns and looks at him. He's just like, uh, Heff, <laughs> can I talk? I have a word with you. They give him the all the ultimatum. Mm-hmm. They're like, you, you can say either... anything in front of it. If you said something to him, you could say it in front of his other steel brethren. Yes. <laughs> and then they they give Heifer the ult- ultimatum. They're like, you can either, you know, hang out with Rocco or you can hang out with us. Mm-hmm. There's no, you can't play both worlds. And Heifer yeah. chooses he his chooses, brethren. Yeah, he chooses to be he part steers. of the herd. That's right. And uh, and just one more time where they break up their friendship. Mm-hmm. over many many times Rocco seems completely unfazed by this because <laughs> the next morning dawns do you think he knows that like well I mean it's just like I mean Heifer's gonna get over this I <laughs> think so because I mean he kind of just shrugs it off whenever he's in the truck you know in this next scene because he's like waking up the next morning Rocco's walking out of the house like stretching yawning walking past and he goes hey my, hey Hef morning and he's just like hey and he's like what do you got to do and he's like uh we're going to market <laughs> You know, like it's no big deal. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, see you later. He's like, I gotta pick up thing. some things anyways. And yeah. he has a list of like the, yeah, the pies, sh- shake, shakenly written down from whenever they're hitting rocks <laughs> in the road. It's like chips, dip, pies, uh-huh. and cookies. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other guy that's been talking to him is like, I believe you do not. He's very in New Jersey, like almost like a mobster. That voice that that other yeah. steer has that takes like, I believe you do not understand the seriousness of the condition that we are in. <laughs> like he's got that kind of a thing going yeah. on for some reason outside in the middle of nowhere. How oh, they do, which Jersey is cows. where we're actually at. They're in the middle of nowhere because mm. they. I forgot about that. Whenever you were pulling into the Lazy Eye Ranch, you see the sign that says nowhere, middle of nowhere, and then uh, oh. way the heck outside of nowhere or something like that. There's a that. sign that says that. Because then I, back of my mind, it was something that I wrote in my notes that I wanted to mention to you. Uh, we all know that Courage the Cowardly Dog lives in the middle of nowhere. Oh. So I'm wondering, is this farm from the Lazy Eye Ranch, is that adjacent to or close to where Muriel and Enos live with Courage? Could be. Are they in that same universe? Yeah. I, I would buy it. Is that I, a Nickelodeon show also? No. That was uh, Cartoon on Network. Cartoon Network. Yeah. But man can dream that's right <laughs> we already have a courage the cowardly dog slash scooby-doo thing happening so. oh really yeah like it it already exists or it like it's now. in production it's uh coming out it's just a straight to video thing oh like, uh, stream whatever weird yeah i watched some clips from it and stuff like that i was just like this is really crazy but i love it uh, makes sense makes sense it does so uh rocco finds out one of the farm hands tells him that what it, what's happening that they've mm-hmm. been that they aren't just going to market they've been sold to the lazy not the lazy J. the lazy j the lazy j it's ranch. not just the j ranch it's the lazy j ranch mm-hmm. so weird 
um the lazy j ran they're like they're wanting to let you know it's not just a it's not just about the joke it's every, every place I. is lazy yeah. there's a lazy k there's a lazy mm-hmm. m yeah uh so um they're gonna yeah they're gonna be sold and sold by the pound if i remember right yes and separated and sold by the pound so rocco doesn't want to lose his friend and he doesn't think his friend realizes what's going to happen so he takes action to go, mm-hmm. uh, to go find, to go save his friend. And what, what would be the best vehicle that you could possibly take to save a friend? I in would, need? I would save a friend, ride a cowboy. No, uh, what? That's not how that goes. <laughs> I would save my friend ri- riding a horse. Yeah, and Rocco has experience riding a horse now. Right, at least one. Yes, it's taxidermied, but we're gonna take Jezebel. Uh huh. She's now. I don't know if she was earlier, but at least now she is on a board <laughs> yeah. with four wheels, like one of those little carts that you'd had to ride in kindergarten that you would push your butt around on. Yeah. What was up with those? I don't know. That was just part of the game. I don't know. I don't know why we had to be on our butts. What was the game? Close to. Uh, well, they used to use it for like uh, we would do like kickball, but it'd be like sitting down or not like a crab ball, ball or uh, something like. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to like it like like dodgeball or something like that, but it was sitting down. Oh. Because I remember and they had handles it. on them. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't break a lot of fingers. Hold on to the handles, scoot around, and the ball would be like a beach ball type and thing. Like and you would have to kick foot. it at the person. Whenever it hit them, they would be out, so they would have to get up and then pick up their thing and go off. I don't remember all of those rules, but I remember that game. What I enjoyed more was the big parachute that you got to like throw balls, Dude, and then everybody loves the parachute. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yes, it's the best. Uh, so he, Rocco decides he's gonna he's gonna use his lasso skills, even mm-hmm. though it didn't go so great last time. And he whips his lasso around and throws it. And I believe that truck with that cart of cows has been gone it? for miles at this Doesn't point. Doesn't he miss Heifer at one point in time? Or no, does he get him right away? He gets him right away, right on the on his head. On the top, like almost by his hair. His <laughs> like, horns, because he's got the horns up oh, there. Oh, I forgot those horns, horns up there. Yeah. 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 So he gets him by that and uh and then away he goes on his mm-hmm. wheeled Jezebel. Yeah, it's uh very slapsticky and hilarity ensues, as you can guess where Jezebel will almost run him over as they're going down a hill mm-hmm. and then they go up a yes. hill. So then it gets whipped backwards and he's on her, you know, trying to like go up the hill um, and kind of tight ropes his way into the truck um, across the rope that is yes. uh, lassoed. And then he steps on the ho- on the uh, the cows and he's like, excuse me, pardon me, all the way to the front where he smashes his face up against the front of the window and tells to try to and tell them to stop. But he does it where he. Breathes to try and write it because he did that one. Yeah, it's backwards and they go, Pots, what's that mean? <laughs> but then the windows rolled down. So he's like, Can you just stop the car? Or whatever. He's like, Why didn't you say so? And then he goes off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have it written down what he, he goes, goes past? Over a a thing of cacti- a cactus pit. Yes. Then a pit of snakes. Yes. Then a toxic waste dump. Yes. And then a utensil graveyard that mm-hmm. says, Please bury your utensils pointy end up. <laughs> and then lands in the comfy chair dump. Yeah. Uh, and then that bounces him into yeah. a cactus. It, uh, the, he thought it was unexpected. And then the spring comes out yes. and jettisons him onto one cactus. Yes. A, a singular cacti. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah, he saves Heather. Heather. He saves Heather. Heather. Heather is saved and apologizes to Rocco for the night before when he didn't want to be around them. And says that they are them and we are us. <laughs> I just thought that was a, <laughs> a real dumb heifer line. That was just perfect. Uncle Gib is impressed, uh, inspired by uh, Rocco's heroics that he had done and decides that he's going to close the ranch business altogether and then instead open a club moo 
yes. resort for all of the cows. Yes. I'm assuming maybe not, not just his, but maybe for all other cows and so. stuff as well. Um, which we, I don't believe ever see this again. I think this is the only time we ever see or Visit know of line. Uncle Gib is this, uh, uh, mentioning of it. Um, and then, uh, Rocco and Heifer ride off into the sunset on the back of sheep, mm-hmm. um, as their steers, uh, or their, their horses. And then Uncle Gib, uh, then sings us a catchy little, little tune about Rocco the wall will be the West. It's a really good song. And Heifer asks, which is funnier as they're walking off bananas or cheese? And then the screen dissolves and goes away. And then we go to the next episode. And cheese is what Rocco says. Uh, Yes. What do you, my question to you this episode is, what is funnier, bananas or cheese? Um, they both have their, uh, the predication in, in our lexicon. You can slip on banana peels. You can slip on banana peels. You cut the cheese. Banana peels also look rather phallic. So there's all the, those kind of jokes that you right. can do with this. Yeah. You cut the cheese, um, you know, stinky cheese, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, I'll go with bananas. I think honestly. bananas are I funnier. think it's a, it's a little bit more classic than the cheese jokes yes. and stuff like that as well. Yeah. They're not as cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to that 10 segment two. Trash O Madness. Trash O Madness. Which is was the pilot. Yes, 100%. We, we talked about this. This is the edited, redone, but you can definitely tell from the animation that this is one of the earlier episodes. Yeah. It's actually like I because I watched these uh the segment block on uh on my PC um a couple of times uh for a couple of the episodes, and this one um, you notice the animation's a little bit more jarred. So yes. they they were just polishing up what was already existing. I don't know if they did too much more animation cleanup other than what they had done. Like they didn't go back yeah. and redo everything. Yeah, I think they recolored. I think yeah. they probably edited down uh, some things that. But you can see some grittiness that's to it that's oh, on yeah. there that you could be like, this is not the same caliber of some of the other yes. episodes we've already seen. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting that they would just be like, oh, let's save our money and just re-edit it but not put it as the pilot we're gonna put it further back in the in the collection yeah even though it it works i mean i find i feel like the way that they talk this is the pilot like you the way more than any other episode this feels like the first time of something uh in the way that they they word things i can't i don't even know if i pinpointed anything in my notes but you can just hear them like the way that they word things is just like oh well, that acts like that's the first time of this. Mm-hmm. Like they're establishing something, here right? That the writing isn't like in any other episode. It's interesting. So you say that they, uh, this opens up with uh, seeing a shot of Rocco's house with a trash can in your foreground, mm-hmm. and then the crazy dog with the insanely sharp yeah. teeth. We learned his name later, but for now, he's just the trash dog. Yeah. (laughs) Opening up a trash can and drinking a beer out of the trash. Yeah. Which is odd. Hardcore. That that dog he is. Is that the big head's dog then? I don't think he belongs to anybody. Doesn't? Not that I know of. I didn't know if if that was like a canon thing, like if he's like the big head's dog or if he's just like he has a collar on, I think. It's true, but it's so like spiked know. color. He's that's just what I, mean. like, I didn't know. He's just a was, badass. It's just aesthetic. Yeah, he's still like he's a like a, a person that's like a street hoodlum yes. that wears like a leather jacket with spikes on it. Yeah, but he doesn't belong to nobody. But that's part of his aesthetic because he's tough as those spikes. That's right. Yes, like that. Yes, I get you. Uh, then we cut to Rocco, who is awakened by his alarm clock that just yells, "Hey, get up!" Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and Rocco tells Spunky he's too hungry to dance. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Okay. I don't get it either. Uh, 
but they yeah. haven't had a real breakfast since they left home, uh, indicating that uh, they they left home, right. which I thought was an odd concept that it was that they they've not had a good real breakfast. I'm assuming like this this episode canonically is first. So we're meant to believe that maybe he's only been here for a handful of months, yeah. maybe yeah. at this point. That's one of the uh, verbs. He's got a house. He's got it. He's established. He has stuff in there. He, we know that he's at least been there for six months based off of the trash men. Because oh, yeah, they that's even right. Say that. Yeah. Um, so I guess maybe he's been there for a little longer than that. That's close true. to a year, maybe. And maybe that's what he means. Like they just don't they don't have time to eat breakfast or something because they're true. so busy or something. Yeah. Or they they maybe they haven't been able to afford it or whatever. That too. But they look at he looks longingly at this family photo, which shows his mom and his dad mm-hmm. and him and Spunky. But it also shows a small wallaby in the pouch. Uh, indicating that Rocco has a sibling, yeah, of of some Sacco, yeah, Sacco, <laughs> like from mankind, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that Sacco, the wrestler, mm-hmm. yes. Um, so uh, they they dream about uh, waffles on a stick mm-hmm. and Big Bob's bacon bombs, and then Spunky dreams of heart valve bits mm-hmm. that are spitting out blood. <laughs> they, they they have blood spouting come out, out of that me. can and yeah, just, nasty. <laughs> Uh, he says, if you promise not to electrocute yourself today, I will buy you a puppy crunch meal at Barfies. <laughs> don't know what that means. That's what Rocco tells Spunky. I know, but I don't know what that means. Like, what is a puppy crunch meal? And where is Barfies? I'm because assuming, this is the only time we've ever heard that we ever hear this place. I'm assuming Barfies is. Uh, What's the name of the other the fast food chain? Is it Clucky Chicken? Chunky. Chunky uh, Chicken? Chalky. Choky. Choky Chicken. chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's that's basically that's our that's our bread and butter from yeah. that after we get to the choky chicken and we yeah. don't really think of any other fast food places. But bar, Barfies, I would imagine, is like a, a McDonald's or something. Yeah, and uh, and their their puppy crunch meal is, I assumed, like a kid's meal, but for animals. Oh, uh, for dogs. But uh, the, do you think it has the 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 heart bits? Maybe the like uh, the specific thing is though, if you promise not to electrocute yourself today, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like. Okay, how many times does he electrocute himself to be like, don't do it today? Enough. I think it's already happened before in in an episode or two that we've passed. Right. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Uh, So they look outside the window and they see the Hill O Stinch Rubbish Company truck, uh, who are the giant rats uh, uh, with a a living garbage truck that has uh, sharp teeth that uh, bite the trash, basically, Uh and chew it up. Um, and we hear, yeah, he say what I was saying earlier. He's he yeah. says that it's been six months since uh, they must have gotten their they license. Must have got their license back. What Meaning, do you have to do to get your license revoked as a trash person? I don't know. I mean, you're you're <laughs> literally the only time you're going fast is going back to the dump. Yeah. Other than that, you're going as at least like five to ten miles an hour at most, driving past each person's house. I guess they don't though, because we see them run over multiple cars. Yeah. In the process, and cans, and, and just other things. Throw like ran over cars into the trash can, into the garbage truck. They just they just roll them up, throw them in there. So it's been at least six months since they've had any kind of trash pickup in this house. Um, which is evident by all the things that we end up seeing them collecting and trying to get right. into He's scrambling yeah. trash cans. Absolutely. 100% tram scrambling, trying to not miss them this time. Um, so realizing that it's trash day and knowing that Rocco is going to come out trash dog, uh, knows this is my opportunity. I'm going to F this guy up. Yes. Starts sharpening his teeth on a grindstone, <laughs> which as I was watching this, it kind of gave me the heebie jeebies because I was kind of like, 
visualizing what like it would be like if you, if you put your tooth on a grindstone yeah. kind of a thing and what that might feel like and right. i was just kind of like got a little Didn't bit like of show. i was like no i don't like this <laughs> that's not for me Rocco goes to vacuum, uh, but has a different vacuum than the Psychomatic. Well, yeah, it's the first episode. That's true, but you know, if we're watching them in this order, <laughs> I know it's sitting in the garage, and we know this. Yeah, uh, but he, he. I mean, we got to leave it there. It's that's, dangerous. <laughs> that's true. I I understand completely why he wouldn't want to get it out. Uh, and then he cleans the fridge, and there's an odd amount of. He goes, "Ew, bad, bad sausage,", sausage. <laughs> which spunky never chews on or gets but he smells it and licks his lips like he's gonna eat it yeah um but it gets to a container that he pulls out and goes "Uh oh (laughs) (laughs) because it's covered in a layer of dust yes or funk maybe Mm -hmm. i thought it was dust because he kind of blows part of it off and yeah just a thick layer of dust and cobwebs Uh and whenever he blows it off it says war bonds on it (laughs) which I guess it's been in this, the last time we've had any war bonds was 1945. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's been in, it's been, there it's a long been time. somewhere in his family or whatever since that point in time, since before he was born, probably. Which goes to my theory that this was his grandmother's house. Yeah. And that's her skeleton in the garage. Right. Is that this was completely. <laughs> and we're in America now. So that she was probably, if she would move to America back then, yeah. she could have been there in times of war bonds. Absolutely. So. I wonder if that fridge is that old then. It could be. Regardless, uh, the thing <laughs> There's a, the that's <laughs> inside of it is Amoebus. Uh, I don't know. I wanted to ask you like what you really thought this was. It's my question for you for yeah. this episode. What do you think that is? I don't. It's because it squirts ink like a like a squid or something right. like that. But it's so not it's like almost like it belongs in the ocean. Yeah, and then, like whenever it goes into Spunky's bowl, it sucks up the water and gets giant, almost like a sponge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so I don't know if it's like some kind of like a weird sea creature of some kind that's inside of it. I think I'm gonna go with like a sea urchin. That like at one point in time it was a sea urchin that they caught uh-huh. in 1945, <laughs> put inside here. We'll eat that later. Yeah, never ate it, and it turned into this eventually. Yes. It's like a zombie sea urchin. Yes. Yeah. Um, regardless, let's go with that. It's pretty gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fan of the way that it sticks in his mouth. <laughs> that was one of my uh, one of my points that I was talking about earlier. This with the sticky goo ball uh-huh. in his mouth is always something that sticks off into my head oh, uh, yeah. whenever I think about Rocco. I like the when his the mouth stretches open this. and he does a bang, like a uh, you hear like what almost sounds like a rubber band uh-huh. bouncing. Yeah, whenever he's trying to stick his tongue and push the thing out of his mouth, but it won't go out of yeah. his mouth because it's stuck so mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And uh, he finally gets it out. Yes. And uh, it sprays him with the black stuff, like you said, and then hops yeah. away. So it's it's uh, definitely sentient of sorts. It's got a mind of its own, can do its own things. Um, and it it uh, it goes uh, goes into the water and uh, then into Spunky's black water bowl and yeah. then sprays Rocco with it after it grows big. And then Spunky's back with it again. He's got it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little less sticky after that, though, too, because he... He's able to get it out of his mouth and throw it in the very top of the trash can. Oh, yeah. Then we get the shot of uh, Rocco needing to get the trash out to the can. Obviously, there's probably going to be more trash than what he has. Yeah. So we need to compact it because we only got the one can. Yes. So we've got the dispenser that is like a a trash compactor. I guess. Is that a real thing? And trash compactors are real. Are they real things? At like landfills. For homes, though. A home version. Not at all. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I think they have something that's similar to that that like is in a trash can 
Because they like have the, they have like the thing that's presses like a, it down. Yeah, a it's like a handle something. or something. Like you lift the handle up off the side, and it has like two plastic pieces that come there, and you can push it to kind of compress your own trash down oh, further. So that way you have more room in the same trash can, in the trash bag, so you're not wasting yeah. as much space. There's about to be some good bags though, because otherwise you just like hefty man. We'll pull the sides of it, and then you rip holes in your bag. The official podcast of our uh, brand of trash bag from IFNZ is hefty. <laughs> Uh, where are we at? Uh, so yeah, they go, they put in the trash compactor and get the Chinese takeout size box. Yes. Uh, but Spunky's in there cause he was trying to get that green ball. Mm-hmm. So you see Spunky on the side of the little, uh, little Chinese takeout box, uh, thing. And Rocco opens the door to go take out the trash. And there is crazy trash dog, uh-huh. uh, ready he busts to his head through the back door at one point in time he, too, trying to get him. Yeah. Cause Rocco, Rocco is scared and his brain pops out mm-hmm. again. Uh, we've seen that a few times now. And then he goes, back to the back door and there he is and he goes he must have escaped from the science lab again so that i I guess we kind of know that have a history yeah we've have history of this dog and he's a science experiment of sorts i guess part of me thinks it's like um like animal testing oh we know they do animal testing and shit at like conglomo yeah i mean with like all the different things that happened out there in those episodes that's true yeah so maybe he was like an animal test subject and he they just keep him there and keep testing on him yeah I bet he's built up resilience and immunity to probably lots of things. Oh, absolutely. He seems tough. So Rocco goes to the roof because he thinks that he's going to be able to all. I guess all the trash that he's got is just this little compacted box. now. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to cast it out to the trash can or to the to the the trash truck. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't make it to there, but he does get to where the, the dog can get it. And he notices that Spunky's on there and he wants it. He puts it in his mouth. Puts that trash in his mouth. Mm-hmm. I like the, the little prancing things that you get whenever he's trying to reel the 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 line back in, uh-huh. and he reels it back in, and the dog is like prancing after it because <laughs> he doesn't know the dog's right down there at that yes. point in time, and he reels it back in, and the dog is like got Spunky in his mouth on the line, just yes. kind of sitting there spinning, right, dangling. Yeah. <laughs> is that when he says "trash day" is very dangerous? Yeah, he looks right at the camera and does the garbage day. It's a yeah. very dangerous day. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we find out that the dog's name is Earl Mm -hmm. and uh, Rocco punches Earl after he's been punched by Earl many times. Earl just like not letting go of it and just like knocks him out. And then Rocco finally decides he's going to punch the dog back. And uh, he like squishes in his nose. Yeah, he just like collapses in his face. And he like pulls it, (laughs) straightens it back up. It's just like, good, it's new. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and so he lets go of Spunky. uh, But Rocco gets beaten up pretty badly instead. And uh, and then he once he gets done taking his lashings, he peels Spunky off of the little to go box and rolls him out with a rolling pin and then pumps him up with a bike pump. And uh, we get Spunky back. Yeah, he's back to life as as one does. Uh, So later, Rocco and Spunky are taking a bath and Spunky has the green blob in with his mouth, which he does not show at first. Yes. He's very uh, he's shy about it. He doesn't want you to know it. about it. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, green blob is in the ba- touches the bathtub and the whole house fills up with a green blob. Because it it's a lot of water. Yeah. 100%. It's a lot. He gets huge whenever it was just Spunky's bowl. I yes. can imagine what it would be like if it was an entire bathtub. Yeah. And then he squirts the ink all over the screen. Mm-hmm. The end. End of episode my question was about the trash compactor does do they exist in real life on a personal level mm-hmm. uh obviously knowing that they do exist in star wars um on they a do? large level 
uh but how do they work in in on a personal level but sounds like they don't what did they do with it in star wars did they shut down all of the trash compactors on the detention level <laughs> yeah yes they did that's good how'd you know mm. episode 11 Lucky segment guess. one power trip power trip get that power trip boy really really big man he's here he's here now His first appearance yes sir i love this guy his he, nipples of justice or yes. whatever they're called he is a, a superman analog uh and doesn't pay much attention to uh anything that's kind of his shtick is he's completely uh doesn't oblivious. Uh, yeah he's oblivious that's a good word yeah uh to it all he even like he's he saved this person this person's like hey can you do this for me he's like yeah let me just get this stuff back and he throws the building where it goes and he throws this where it goes and he's like i'm gonna throw this this bomb or rocket or whatever into the sun and uh then he realizes that he still has a rocket in his hand but the guy's missing so mm-hmm. he just like threw the, the launched kid. the dude into yeah. the sun and killed him exactly uh, but his alter ego, instead of being like a Clark, Clark Kent type, is Lois Lane. Yeah, he is the female. He dresses <laughs> yes. up in a wig. Exactly looks. Look, he's wearing the uniform underneath as well, too. Like, not underneath, but like, you he's can still see wearing it. it. And the only thing that's different is he's wearing like glasses and a wig. And like, I think a blazer or something like that over it. Like a, like a smart, like female blazer. Oh, okay. But like, other than that, like, you can still see the red suit and shit from underneath. Yes. This is a comic that Rocco's reading. That's mm-hmm. not even in real life yet uh and he while he's working at kind of a lot of comics and so this uh is like a based in a work not a fiction then yes so yeah. this is like a this is like a, a comic book that is steeped in reality yes yeah yeah you know uh, kind of like when you get like the comics that celebrate like the president or something yeah um or i don't know there's true story comics mm-hmm. all the time uh there's like a lizzie borden comic uh not quite a celebratory thing, but same thing. Right. Uh, there's a true life about, uh, about people's lives. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so uh, Rocco's boss is going out of town to get hair implants mm-hmm. and uh, is leaving him in charge. Asks him to hire an assistant uh, for Rocco while he's gone and then tells him not to touch the green button. We hear that multiple times echoed throughout his mind yes. in this episode. Mm-hmm. Rocco goes through a bunch of weird interviews and then ends up hiring Philbert, yeah. our favorite green turtle friend. Was Philbert not like the person who trained him? Yeah, said, he was. Turn the page, wash your hands. Yep, that was him. So, But it also lends credence to the fact that you had said what we had talked about last episode, I believe, whenever we had discussed. That turtles um, are just in service industry. Turtles are in the service industry, so maybe it wasn't actually Filbert. It was somebody That's else. true. It could be. Um, just similar to how, like, the the slugs are all the people from, like, carnies yeah. and stuff like that, too. So I think it's hard a, to, I potentially of, like, a similar vein. Maybe that really wasn't Filbert that trained him, but he maybe he thought, hey, Filbert would be perfect for this because he's a turtle. Yeah, and I had a turtle <laughs> train me to begin with. Yeah, that looked just like you. Yes. Uh, so Rocco goes off into his boss's office. Uh, he starts sitting down in the chair, playing with the chair. It's like a massage um, stuff. Yeah. To it and yeah. Go, like shakes his body and everything like mm-hmm. that and turns him into jelly at one point in yeah. time. He reforms um, and then quickly looks at the button. Here's the don't touch the green button 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 in the back of his and touches it mm-hmm. um, to which the chair starts vibrating, which is nice. Uh, but then Rocco gets uh, a crazy look in his eye. And turns into essentially like another evil boss type yeah. character, like his boss. Yes, he uh, he starts uh, gets the spots on his head. Yeah, the and, like gets a gets a, a cig- like all of a sudden is like smoking a cigar. 
And uh, I don't really I don't like Sinister uh, Sinister Rocco. No, it's not a not a good character. I mean, Mm-mm. you're not supposed to like him, I guess, but I don't like him. No, me either. All the customers want. I find this this part's really weird about this this episode. All the customers want really really big man comics. Yes, and Rocco really wants Filbert to sell really really big man comics. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what the problem is here, because it seems like there's this whole thing of like Rocco's like sell more really really big man comics, and all the customers are like, we want really really big man comics. Why aren't they just selling them? I, I don't know. I don't understand the dilemma here. <laughs> yeah, it's he even describes it whenever he comes back into the office after like the next attempt because he keeps going Phil back yeah bringing him back and forth into the into the from like the crowd or whatever yeah and then like the very last time he says something to him to the effect of like supply and demand yeah and starts talking to him like we supply and they demand what is so difficult about that yeah you know, he's like starts saying exactly what you're saying yeah and I don't understand the point of it I guess he's just pissed off because he keeps asking for him to talk to him, to berate him every two seconds. And so he's not really having enough time to actually sell anything. Sell. Yeah. So he's getting mad that he's not selling anything, but he would be able to if he gave him two seconds to actually do his job. That makes sense. I've had bosses like that. Yeah, me yeah. too. And, and that that helps. You you did a good job of making it relate for And me. then that's what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Rocco tells Silver that if he doesn't sell them, he is fired. Uh, he's now dressed like the boss even. Uh, and Philbert calls really, really big man to help. He freaks the fuck out uh, whenever he sees that Rocco is dressed up in the boss outfit <laughs> and almost like in a different body too. Like he's bought his body yeah, changes to like and, the yeah. boss too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so really, really big man answers the call mm-hmm. and busts down a bunch of buildings like he's in a Zack Snyder Superman movie. <laughs> uh, and just like, no regard for any just, property yeah. whatsoever. It's like I am here. Millions of dollars of damage. <laughs> Doesn't even care. Doesn't no. care. Um, yeah. Really, really big man uh, tells Rod, uh, Rocco to look in his magic chest hairs uh, and his muscular bosom to see what is uh, currently happening and then looks in the past. Yes. Uh, and then we get to first experience of the nipples of the future, which we Not will before get. before that. Huh? Before that, we get into like this, like that, that flashback, that, mm-hmm. that past is of Rocco and Filbert as kids on the playground. Mm-hmm. So now we we now have Rocco as a child hanging out with Filbert. Mm-hmm. All best of a friends. <laughs> Even though Rocco, Rocco Filbert, Rocco Filbert and Heifer grew up together. Didn't, <laughs> didn't you know? This is the whole like there's the, like a in between Australia and wherever we are in the United States, wherever O Town yeah. is at. There's an island that's not Hawaii that people take all their kids to and it's like a island daycare daycare i got a theory just came up with it all right what if so going off of the thought that this is rocco's grandma's house Mm -hmm. rocco visited his grandma when he was a kid when he was a kid Mm. and i i mean i remember going to like where my grand because my one set of my grandparents doesn't live in this area Mm -hmm. they live in missouri and uh and so I remember going over there and I would make friends from time to time and play with them. So I could see where he could have made friends yeah. when he visited his grandma. It doesn't mean that it doesn't look like he was like he just playing with him at one point in time yeah. in the show. So it's not like it was like an extended period of right. time. So, so. It, it could be just visits. Yeah. Visits to grandma's house. And absolutely. I'm glad you cleared that up for me. We got this. 
She got your back, you got mine. <laughs> then he stares into the nipples of the future. Yes, where uh what you say I feel I felt like pushed a line for kid cartoons. Yeah, it was like the nipples like, sucking yeah, like the, his eyes. Like the nipples like shooting yeah. out and sucking on eyes. Does and... that happen before? No, because this is the first time we saw really really big man. I yeah. was trying to think. I was like, there's one instance in an episode where it happens and whatever guy he or creature or something that's like the bad guy it's sucking on to and he starts like freaking out because like everybody's like it's like i think oh, okay. they're, it's like they're making like a really really big man movie or something okay. like that and it's something that happens from that gotcha and, uh, uh let's see i really really big man is like the ghost of uh the past future and present yeah he's a christmas carol yeah he's in in, he's a, all in superhero form all in one yeah, and we know that he's destructive and stuff like that and he has like all these superpowers and stuff yeah but i mean really like what what is what is he i mean like in general <laughs> i always thought he was kind of like is he a superhero like you know what i mean oh is he a superhero yeah yeah i mean i guess that he is they got the comic books from him. he's got yeah. the powers he's got the cape and the outfit Absolutely. and stuff like that but yeah. I mean, like what what has he saved <laughs> um i don't know he's just all we see in this episode is him being kind of a celebrity right like that's yeah that's what it seems like yeah, but I don't know. I'm, I'm sure we get to... He's like the... He rescues Rocco. He's the... What's the guy's name? Edward Lockhart from Harry Potter. The dude with the brushed blonde hair. Uh, Gildery. Gildery Lockhart, yeah. He's yeah. like the Gildery Lockhart of... Like he didn't of actually Rocco. do anything. He just tells no. a bunch of stories. He's just... He is really strong and stuff like that, but he's just... he People treat him like a superhero <laughs> because they are like... I mean, he is a hero. He's got strong powers and stuff like that, but he doesn't really do anything great. I feel like he saves Rocco from oh, yeah. being his boss. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he he breaks the spell mm-hmm. in here. Yeah, um, sometimes you got to use your nipples to break a spell. That's right. That's right. Uh, the nipples show Rocco acting exactly like his boss uh, in that future, and so that makes Rocco change his ways and apologizes to Filbert, and uh, they do a signing and a meet and greet with really really big man. Yes, uh, to kind of save the store because uh, there are some damages to the mm-hmm. store. Go figure. Really really big man's there. Um, and, but when he's doing, when he's signing for the kids, he's ripping off their arms every time. (laughs) And, uh, it's, yeah. And, and, and I love that when they go to a, they do like a shot of really, really big man leaving and all the kids are like, they're out in front of the store and you see all the kids are like missing one of their arms still. (laughs) Like they, they kept true to it that, that he really did rip off their arms and they were just cool with it. And they're like, bye, really, really big man. Yeah. So once everything comes back down to it and they get fired. Yeah. The boss comes yeah. back and boss comes back. Everything's they've got their money back. Everything's situated. He brings he didn't like Filbert didn't like Filbert at all, yeah. but immediately fires both of them because because he tells Rocco to fire Filbert and Rocco yeah. like, I'm not doing that. It's my friend. And he's like, well, then you're both fired. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I wonder if he had like, did he think Filbert was the guy before Rocco? He could have. And, and he's like, I don't like that guy. Like I yeah. fired him already. Or he reminds me too much of that guy I fired already, Steve. Yeah. What did he expect? I mean, they're all in their service industry. Right. You're so, gonna, I mean, what are you going to get? Going to get turtles. He liked well, Rocco. Turtles. He liked the wallaby instead. Mm-hmm. But we find out that uh, uh, really, really big man. Lois Lane. The Lois Lane <laughs> persona is actually the replacement. That's right. Uh, at the comic book store for both of them. That's right. So yeah. uh, that's pretty neato. That is neat. If you had, my question to you is, if you could have one superhero in the real world, like really, really big man is a comic book hero in the real world. Who would it be for you? One, one superhero hmm. in the real world. I don't want to go Superman. No, 
Um, I guess, I mean, if it could be any of them. It's a rough call. Yeah, I'm, I was just trying to think. I was like, I, I could go with somebody that's a little bit more, I guess, could be more realistic and more steeped in reality like a Batman because, I mean, that realistically would be somebody that's just like, they trained their body, they've trained their mind, they have a lot of money and stuff, mm-hmm. and they've got the means to actually get this these equipment yeah to become this as a persona but if i'm gonna go you know far out reaching and stuff like that maybe somebody like uh i don't know man i go spider-man i think i'm not even a giant spider-man fan but i feel like you want a hero that like gives you hope yeah and he definitely does that i don't feel like if if not a good message spider-man's really good if not spider-man somebody like professor xavier because he's he's got a lot of really strong abilities. I mean, not just like the mentality and yeah. stuff like that as well, but his moral compass is like 100% yes. spot on for the yeah. most part. And that's what I like so, about the Spider-Man choice yeah. too. I wanted to go with Iron Man because I like the, like the gadgets and everything, but Iron Man creates a lot of his own problems. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if I'd want that in my world that already has a lot of problems. Like, like Ultron. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need that. We don't yeah. need that. We already have enough problems of our own. Section two. To heck and back. Yes. We get to go and uh, visit our choky chicken place that we yes. were talking about. Karen. I, so I forgot about the name, but you Karen the chicken. It. We get to meet Char- Karen the chicken. This is an episode that I've referenced multiple times uh, now so far. Yeah. And we get to talk about we it. We get to talk about Finally, it. Finally, we get to. She's applying for a job. She's getting a job over uh, doing an open interview. Uh, see if it's uh, a place that she wants to work. Yes. If she's a good fit. I don't. I like how they don't actually say the word work yeah at any point um because we find out quickly that karen mm-hmm. becomes chicken meat yeah for for but they i like that they they interview their chickens to see if they're a good fit mm-hmm. to be part of that's real good chicken. quality though i mean you got to think about that like, yeah what if there was an actual full-on interview process for every chicken that you ate from like kfc right like you knew like this was like um uh, Maybe the, like you you would get down to a point of like uh, this chicken not only was it you know uh, cage free yeah grass fed delicious you know you know it, it's it's had a really good life but it also has a really good like moral compass too you know what I mean like yeah. it's a good person it's not a, like a know? shitty chicken yeah nobody likes a shitty chicken no one likes a shitty chicken that's right um, and then we cut to uh, we cut to Rocco and uh, Heifer are at the choky chicken mm-hmm. ordering things. A couple of the things I wrote down that are on the menu. There's a very large menu, mm-hmm. uh, but the number 11 is a mystery pack. The number 37 is a tub of chub. I wonder if like a mystery pack is like literally they just be like, I'm going to give you an eight piece, but it's just whatever we grab first. Right. You know what I mean? Like, kind of blindly. You like, might have like four breasts and like then potato like two wedges. legs. And so, yeah, just, it's just literally <laughs> whatever they just grab. Uh, the tub of chub 39 is greasy skin bits gross uh 41 it's cold sore instead of coleslaw uh 43 is just chunks <laughs> 71's organs 99's eyelids and then 127 is a backpack yeah <laughs> um how do you get a 127 full of a bunch of other things i want to get a 127 with a number 11 inside yeah get a mystery pack in my in backpack, my backpack. <laughs> perfect and uh heifer says i think i'll have chicken (laughs) she goes which one and he goes i think i need more time Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh but then rocco goes to order and then gets interrupted by heifer yeah so i don't know if rocco ever even orders i I mean he's eating something at the table is but i don't know if he you it's not established what he's trying to get 
And uh, so Heifer orders a bunch of stuff, including a large mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. And uh, decide, he's like, I'm going to go get a table and sticks Rick at Rocco with the check, which is like 37 and some change, something like that. Uh, Rocco walks over to the table that Heifer is uh, chugging ketchup at. He loves that restaurant ketchup. <laughs> Delicious signs. Uh, Rocco opens his chicken box and it clucks at him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he wants to talk to Heifer about Heifer taking advantage of him. Uh, Epso facto, the $37. That's right. Yeah, and change like, and uh, yeah. all that shit. Because yes. that happens a lot as we have now come to. Absolutely. Start. Heifer just you know doesn't mind Rocco picking up the bill. Uh, but as this is proceeding and he's having this heart to heart with him and talking and trying to explain his feelings. Heifer is not interjecting because Heifer is now at this point choking on an entire chicken skeleton that is in his throat stuff <laughs> yes. that we can see from the outside because his the rib throat cage is and everything. You can yeah. see it from the outside because his throat's so small, um, which is weird. You know how much he eats and stuff, but his like neck is so thin. Got that, got that tiny neck. He got a tiny neck. Um, yeah, and it, uh, he's got the whole skeleton. Rocco asked for a doctor and all of the people inside of entire the room chicken, of entire room, nothing but doctors. 100%. They all just turn around and start talking and eating again. Yes. Um, he tries to perform the Heimlich by jumping up and down on top of Heifer. That's how it's done. <laughs> I mean, Rocco's a small boy, and uh, Heifer's much much larger, so he's got to do what he can. Whenever Heifer's, Heifer at this point in time is leaving his body, yes. he's dying, um, and he looks down um, as he's looking at his body and, and looking at Rocco trying to jump up and down on him and saving him. And he looks over and sees chicken on the table still uh-huh. and goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and he reaches for it to try and eat it still while he's a soul. Uh-huh. And it's at that point in time that we immediately see like, oh, not only like this is 100% certifying that you are a shitty friend and you're a glutton. Yeah. I mean, you literally, that's why he's yeah. going to hell. He's but I mean, like he's a gluton, <laughs> um, which is still to this day how I say it because and I say it that way. I'm like, I'm a gluton <laughs> um, because of it. But yeah, his his angel wings melt off. Yes. And then drop straight down into heck. heck yes. Uh, where it is now a uh, heck. You can see that the sign has been corrected. It's heck a friendly community. It says mm-hmm. on the sign and we meet peaches. Peaches is a demon, the devil. I'm not sure exactly what he is i don't uh, know because like that's what we mentioned before yeah. when we were talking about it because we see a, a devil that comes out from the very first yeah. episode and he looks see, devilish and his you know, red horns tail yeah. pitchfork that we you know think of right i'm thinking that that guy is a demon what we see as a stereotypical devil is demons gotcha. and that's why they're the most like stereotypical because they're the most wide out there right peaches is something completely different He's that we've undertaker. never seen he is our He's our uh, he's our our devil basically yeah. for this world. Yeah, he uh, so Peaches introduces himself. Such an odd uh, creature. He tells Heifer that he uh, can't say hell due to censors. That's why it's heck censors. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, <laughs> tells Heifer that he is guilty of one of the seven deadly sins. He is. A- I love whenever he yells them at them. He's like, <laughs> does the big presentation. Yes. <laughs> um and. Uh, he he tells him, yeah, he's he's a glutton. He he has a TV. He's like, this is the chair of he- the chair from heck and the TV from heck. Uh-huh. And he's like, try to he change the it. channel. And uh, Ever's like, well, where's the remote? And he's like, there is no remote. That is your punishment. And mm-hmm. goes through all it goes the- through all the list of like all the other things because the list goes on for forever. And he's like, and Heifer laughs about it and says, I like saying heck. <laughs> because it's like, and this is the pineapple from heck. This is the moment from yes. heck. And he just like keeps going down a big laundry list. Yes. Yeah. And there's uh 
And then I don't know why. Why do you suppose that a, a paddle ball is so torturous? Is that is that torturous? I don't is know. It, I guess can it be annoying? I think it's just we do uh, it so many times. If you're trying to do go for like a record or something like that, it could probably get annoying. But I don't really know why it's considered torturous. Never been that good at it to have to worry about it being. I an- think that's also part of it. Like that's part of the torture. Like it's it's not a thing that a lot of people are really good at to be good at to worry about so if you're like if somebody was like we'll say for example you or i are in heck and somebody was like hey you have to do this a thousand times in a row and then you can go on to something else you know so this is your torture you're sitting in the middle of like a hot place you know sweating your balls off and you're just like one two three four five five one two three four five and you know what i mean you're just constantly failing over and over again yes that's the only thing i can think of rocco's uh still trying to save heifer Yes, he continues to jump on him and uh, accidentally pops the skull out uh-huh. one time, and there's just oh, like his, a deflated, his, just a deflated skin flap of a head. <laughs> he's just like, oh, and then he shoves it back inside. <laughs> I didn't know that's how it worked, but I didn't uh, either. Uh, but then he goes, "Heifer, you've got excess for eyes." What the place does that mean? <laughs> to which all of the doctors again turn around to look to see what they're talking about and then turn right back around and start talking yes. again. And then Rocco does realize that there is a, a chicken skeleton in mm-hmm. his throat as well. Which the scope and scale gets a little shifted here at this point yes. in time. Uh, we see the uh, whenever he's trying to reach in to grab it, it's not just like an arm reaching in and grabbing. It's like his entire body is now inside Heifer and yeah. Heifer is now like a whale size. Yeah. Like it's completely exaggerated. It works. That point. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Peach just shows Heifer how he is a, a glutton or a gluton. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is all kind of happening side by side. They kind of go back and forth between Peach's showing Heifer and Rocco still trying to save uh, Heifer as Rocco falls into one of Heifer's stomachs. Uh, and Peach's is like, look, you've even got your own friend in your stomach. Like, that's how much of a glutton you are. Like, he's going to die and you're going to have to watch him die all these deaths over mm-hmm. and over again and for eternity yes he's and then he does gonna the big watch reveal. reruns and everything yeah which is pulling off his mask that he's had on mm-hmm. and showing that his true face is this like fleshy sharp tooth creature underneath with like udders on his head yeah that squirt out milk it's winter yeah yeah he's, his uh, head spins around too he's like definitely Beetlejuice style so do you do you suppose that peaches is that specific look because of heifer because heifer is a cow and he has his own udders. Does Heifer have udders? No, he's he's a steer. He's a steer. That's he's right. Male. That's right. Yeah. So do you think that that has any connection, or is it just like that's something fun that Peaches Maybe has? Maybe it's to something offer? like he's like the living embodiment of you know, his like mom as a as a demon or as the devil. Maybe yeah. the devil personification in O Town or in this universe is just whatever your worst fear is, or right. something like that. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't like uh, the looks of others. Could be. Maybe he's a. Uh, maybe he likes likes dudes maybe he likes other steers could be could be uh rocco turns on uh heifer's heart he's in the stomach and he sees like oh what's this switch there's just like a little like pull chain for like a light and uh it turns out that that's what turns uh heifer back to life also mm-hmm. is just he needs his heart turned on so he comes back to life rocco jumps yeah. out of his that's one of my favorite parts because it has a full snare roll <laughs> that goes into yeah after it's done like, it's like they're trick. doing like a circus act <laughs> and all of the doctors start turning around and clapping and cheering at that point in time throwing money at them yes 
which Heifer then <laughs> offers to what My treat go uh what are they going to go get a snack or something yeah. like that <laughs> in the in the food establishment that they're already at oh <laughs> uh, and uh turns out that this was all a dream uh because because uh-huh. uh they're walking out of there and heifer's like let's go get a snack and rock was like haven't you learned anything and it turns out that rocco is peaches again mm-hmm. and then heifer wakes up and he's like oh no that was a bad idea and and uh he wakes up in the house and he's freaking out but the entire house is peaches and then peaches becomes the whole the house, house and yeah. then he's all of the houses in the neighborhood so at that point in time he's almost like freddy krueger in that sense well, like yeah a, like a dream Absolutely. nightmare that changes and change that like would make that. sense yeah. yeah um and then heifer had said when he woke up at the the first time from the dream he says i should quit exercising too much so mm-hmm. much and uh and then he finds that when he wakes up that last time he he's wakes in up a coffin in, he thinks he thinks he's in a coffin he's buried alive but he's in the mist, uh, mr pretzel box it, but how did he fit uh his arm and a match up inside of the box <laughs> that his head only is stuck inside <laughs> I don't know. He's just squirming around on the ground with his head stuck He's inside of a in box. In Rocco's yard. And yeah. Rocco's like, Heifer, let's go. Well, we're going to be late. Whether they're going somewhere. And then we get to see... Oh, uh, the comic sale. Yeah, they're going to a comic sale. We get to see Karen, yes. uh, the chicken. She stops out by uh, to say that she's off to her job interview yes. uh, for Chokey Chicken. Uh-huh. And Heifer asks Rocco uh, if they can go there so they can get some food. Um, and then uh, we're still led to believe that Karen, I guess, is getting ready to get cut up. We never see her again. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that is a nightmare sequence. So Karen mm-hmm. could have actually went to go work at Chokey Chicken in yeah. a real life scenario. True. Or she could just also still be just a couple of chicken bits. Yeah. Um. You ever played the paddle ball game? I have. Uh, what's your record? I don't know. I don't know if there's uh if if I kept track of the like number. Mm. I think it was more of just like a struggle of trying to do it. I'm like more three, I can do maybe. it like this yeah. where it like goes out from like an angle. You know, I can't do it straight up and down. For some reason, um, I have more difficulty doing it that way. Gotcha. So I don't know if like what I was doing was still if that's right or if the, if it has like a certain, you know, angle that angle makes it, that's like a like you, you like if you're going to play the game yeah. of trying to count, it has to be flat up and down sideways or, you know, or if it just doesn't know. matter. Do you think they have a pro version like on ESPN two or something? ESPN eight, the Ocho, maybe the Ocho. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they've got something. They got some pretty cool stuff on ESPN every once in a while. Yeah, they do. I, I like that kind of stuff. Podcast day is a very dangerous day. This has been an IFNZ production. Yeah.